contract killings, murderers released early from prison, and fear Martin Luther King's killer could be back on the streets. All for the right price, because prisoners had the money to pay. Traced to a corrupt governor's administration, one of Tennessee's most notorious scandals is also one of its best-kept secrets. Until now. This is a WVLT Originals, a Tennessee waltz, Ray Blanton's Last Dance. Hi, I'm Brittany Tarwater. In this episode, we bring to you WTVF's unedited live coverage of Lamar Alexander's secret swearing in January 17th, 1979, three days before his scheduled inauguration. He's got his family with him. In just a moment, uh, Jeff, it looks like we're going to be witnessing the, the swearing in of the 45th uh, governor of Tennessee. Speaker of the Senate is directly behind Mr. Alexander. Ned Ray McWhorter is directly behind him. The Attorney General is following. And Gentry Crowell is right behind them. We're expecting him to be sworn in right now. We are live at the Tennessee State Supreme Court. I've been authorized by the Lieutenant Governor and the Speaker of the House to make this statement on behalf of the three of us. The United States Attorney for the Middle District of Tennessee has informed each of us today that he has substantial reason to believe that Governor Blanton is about to release one or more persons from prison who are targets of a United States investigation into alleged payoffs for pardons and commutations of sentences. That information, taken with other information of the last several weeks, causes each of us to believe that it is in the best interest of the people of Tennessee for the governor-elect to assume that office immediately. We believe that the taking of the oath should be done publicly and with each of us present. The state attorney general has assured each of us that in his opinion, the assumption of the office in these circumstances is constitutionally valid. These are not very happy days for Tennessee. This is not a happy day for me. I believe, though, that we have been responsible and that we have kept the faith of the people by this decision. If we seek the people's wisdom, if we hear the people's wisdom, our days of agony can soon go forward to days of pride. I ask for the prayers of the people. Mr. Chief Justice, I am ready to take the oath of office. Please place your left hand upon the Bible, raise your right hand, and repeat after me. I, Lamar Alexander. I, Lamar Alexander. Do solemnly swear. Do solemnly swear. That I will perform with fidelity. That I will perform with fidelity. The duties of the office of governor. The duties of the office of governor. Of the state of Tennessee. Of the state of Tennessee. To which I have been elected. To which I have been elected. And which I am about to assume. And which I am about to assume. That I will support the Constitution. That I will support the Constitution. Of the state of Tennessee. Of the state of Tennessee. And the Constitution of the United States. And the Constitution of the United States. So help me God. So help me God. Let us pray. Almighty God. 
There is no more solemn responsibility than responsibilities of government. Guide us in our decisions. Help us to understand our will and respond to it. Bless the state. Bless our new governor. Direct him and all our public officials to provide the leadership and the quality of government which our people deserve. Help us to govern in the true spirit of thy word. Amen. I have a few more comments to make, after which I believe the lieutenant governor and speaker may have two. Uh, number one, I have asked Fred Thompson to return from Washington where he is today, and he will be back by 6.30 tonight to be the special counsel to the governor and to, and to be in charge for me immediately of all matters uh, relating to pardons and paroles and commutations. Uh, I have asked the attorney general to inform the secretary of state who is here and the commissioner of corrections of this event and of what the effective date of any documents for release of prisoners might be. I am asking and will ask and have asked the commissioner, have asked the attorney general to also inform the commissioner of corrections that after this point he is not to uh, release anyone from a state prison uh, without a properly executed document with my signature. Uh, I want to ensure those who are in our state prisons that they will be treated fairly and in an orderly uh, basis without any interruption in the orderly processing of, of those matters which properly should come before the pardon and parole board or before the governor. Uh, next, I will take steps to secure whatever state files uh, need to be secured in connection with uh, these circumstances. Uh, next, I am asking each person who is now part of government, uh, the commissioners and the staff, people who work for them alike, to continue as they are, uh, to perform their duties responsibly as they would have if this event had not uh, happened today. And in all other respects, the government will operate uh, and the government will change on Saturday as was planned. Uh, Next, I ought to assure those persons who are planning to come to Nashville on Saturday that it is my recommendation to the Lieutenant Governor and to the Speaker that the events continue uh, just as we had planned them. And finally, uh, I would like to express, especially to the Lieutenant Governor and to the Speaker and to the Attorney General, uh, my respect and appreciation uh, for their uh, acting uh, as I expected them to, and as you expected them to, in a spirit of leadership and in a spirit that would um, serve the interests of every Tennessean. Governor Wilder, Speaker. Congratulations. Congratulations. Governor Lamar Alexander as he kisses his wife.
a happy but a solemn moment for the new governor of the state of Tennessee. It's possible we'll now hear some remarks from the other dignitaries assembled here. Of course, this is an unprecedented event. It's a time that uh, those of us who are in this position must act responsibly. And I believe we have. I think it's significant that uh, our system continues to work. Uh, it's a sound system of government. It stood many tests. Uh, it will continue to stand those tests, and, uh, and this state is going to move forward in the arena of what should be tomorrow. Governor. Thank you, Governor. After advising with Attorney General, the legal counsel for the state of Tennessee, I feel this action appropriate, and at this time, and under the present circumstances, it is of the best interest of all the people in Tennessee. And Governor Alexander, I support you in taking the oath. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. So a new governor for the state of Tennessee, Governor Lamar Alexander, governor-elect no more. As uh, Lieutenant Governor John Wilder says, this is a, an unprecedented uh, situation to take place in Tennessee. A governor-elect sworn in before the uh, official time or the time that it was set. Let's see if we can't get a few more words from uh, Governor Alexander. On that day and the ceremonies as, as were expected, this is Hank Allison reporting live from the Tennessee State Supreme Court building, returning you to our regularly scheduled programming. Well, Hank, we're going to... Uh, we're going to stay right there because that's where what's taking place and let's try to pick up on what uh, Governor Alexander is saying at this time. Well, as Lieutenant Governor John Wilder said, this is an unprecedented uh, situation here where uh, a governor-elect sworn in before the uh, the date. Uh, however, press conference. Okay, we're back on here. We're, this is a terrible crush of folks here, and uh, a lot of people pushing and shoving. And of course, we have a lot of wires here. We've been kind of tangled up. But the governor is going to have a news conference, and we will be talking to him live. We're going to turn around now. If we can turn the camera and the light around, back around. The governor is going up here on the podium, and we're going to try and get some of those questions. Chris, let's turn it back to you for a second, and then we'll come back here uh, just as soon as we get things set up for the news conference. Back to you, Chris Clark. Okay, Hank, as you can see, there's a great deal of confusion. All of this came about uh, very, very suddenly after uh, a day of secret meetings between the House Speaker and the uh, Lieutenant Governor and the uh, U.S. Attorney and the State Attorney General. Of course, all of this is aimed at preventing uh, former Governor Ray Blanton from releasing any other state prisoners. And as you heard uh, Governor Alexander say before he was sworn in, uh, the U.S. Attorney had received some information that the Governor Blanton was about to release from custody some prisoners who were the subject of a federal grand jury investigation that is taking place now and has about 27 more days to go before it is uh, completed. The uh, Governor Alexander also said that the ceremonial swearing-in that is scheduled for this Saturday at 11 o'clock Central Standard Time will take place as scheduled and everyone who is planning to come to Nashville to take part in those ceremonies should take part in the ceremonies. 
Uh, as you saw, Honey Alexander, the governor's wife in the background, was near tears several times during the swearing-in ceremony. This is a goal she and her husband have worked hard for for the past four years since his last unsuccessful bid for the governorship, but it's not nothing they wanted to come about this way. Uh, the governor, let's go back now to the third floor of the uh, state Supreme Court building where the governor is having a news conference. Uh, I'll give you my, what I know, and then I'll ask the speaker and the lieutenant governor to do the same. I received a call today at about noon, I believe, from uh, Mr. Hal Harden who presented me with specific information uh, such as that I described in my prepared remarks. Uh, it was new information for me. Uh, I told him that uh, I thought it was important, and he told me that he thought it was important that he present that same information to the lieutenant governor and to the speaker. Uh, I talked later with uh, the attorney general, who assured me uh, during the afternoon that if I took office under these circumstances, it was constitutionally valid as an assumption of office. Uh, after the information had been presented to each of us, uh, we talked by telephone and agreed uh, that this would be uh, in the best interest of the people. And that's, from my perspective, uh, how this occurred. What was different for me today was two things. One was specific information from the United States Attorney, which he called me about. The second was an assurance from the Attorney General himself, which he had not been able to give before, that the assumption of office under these circumstances would be valid. Governor Wilder, do you want to? There's nothing that I can add to that. Uh, uh, the sequence of events, or as Governor Alexander has said, uh, Mr. Attorney uh, General uh, Hal Harding called me, and uh, Speaker McQuirt and I uh, uh, got on the telephone, and we brought in Attorney General Bill Leach and uh, discussed the issues, and it seemed that the time was pressing, and it seemed to us it was time to act, and we did it. Who were those inmates who were named by Mr. Harding? Uh, I cannot tell you that because to do so might interfere with the grand jury investigation that is uh, pending uh, and with the possibility of bringing those persons to justice and if they are with their obtaining a fair trial uh, later. Governor was, was, Governor, was Mr. Blanton aware of the fact that these were folks who were under investigation in the federal probe? I do not know. I might ask the Attorney General to uh, respond to that. I asked the Attorney General to inform Governor Blanton uh, of this ceremony at about the time that it was taking place, and I believe he has done that. He's here. He can... Governor, you're going to take the extra off the I've asked... Fred Thompson to uh, assume the responsibility of advising me about all such matters. Uh, we're going to treat them in an orderly way. I've never heard of a commutation being revoked and doubt there is uh, legal precedent for that. Governor, is there some doubt in your mind that, uh, that you wouldn't have taken the oath a day or two ago and prevented those, the first 52 from happening? Was there some doubt in your mind whether it would be legal or not, or why didn't you take it then? Well, to be specific, uh, under no circumstances was I eligible to take the oath of office until midnight on Tuesday, which was after Governor Blanton had already released Roger Humphreys and 52 other persons. 
at that time, I had substantial doubt about the constitutional validity of such a uh, assumption of office. Uh, there was an assistant attorney general's opinion that I could. The attorney general himself, though, was out of town and informed Mr. Thompson, my counsel, uh, that there were some questions that he had in which he uh, were, were unresolved in his mind. Uh, also, I did not have the specific information that we had today. Also, I had not had the opportunity to make certain that it uh, uh, would be done with the concurrence of at least the leaders of the legislature. Oh, no, so all of those uh, <coughs> circumstances are different today. Governor, with uh, only three days left in Governor Blanton's term, why was it so imperative that you take office now? Uh, the United States Attorney from the Middle District of Tennessee called me at noon and said he had uh, substantial reason to believe that Governor Blanton was about to let out of a state prison one or more persons uh, who were the targets of a grand jury investigation into alleged payoffs uh, in connection with pardons and paroles. With that information, I concluded immediately, as I suppose the Speaker and the Lieutenant Governor must have too, that that was new and specific information that demanded that I act if I could. How many I can't comment on that. Was there any indication that Governor Blanton might be um, under, might, might be coming up for indictment? There was no discussion of that. The, uh, do you have any information that any of the commutations or executive commutations are being signed uh, <coughs> in the last few minutes uh, by Governor Blanton? I have no knowledge of that. Will you move into the governor's office tomorrow morning and take charge? I doubt it, uh, uh, Fred. I'm going to continue my uh, schedule, which is already planned, I'm going to make sure that uh, papers which need to be secured in the governor's office are secured or any other place in state government, but I expect to uh, continue as I had planned to move in and uh, be open for business on Monday in the governor's office, which was when I had planned to do so. Where are you headed tonight, sir? Well, I'm going to Jackson a little late. There's the sixth in a series of receptions that we have planned across the state and uh, there have been several thousand people at each one of them, and I'm going to drive down there uh, after this because it looks like I can't fly we, because uh, of the weather. Alexander and what, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I have car. any comment. I'm over here just holding up a lot of microphones, <laughs> doing my part. <laughs> Governor, would you be embarrassed by Mr. Blanton's attendance at the inauguration on Saturday? I haven't thought about that. Governor, are you going to ask for the help of the FBI in securing the files tonight, or, or had you made that request? I have not made that request, and doubt that that would be necessary. Governor, could you what, what steps are you taking to secure the files to make sure there's no instruction? Well, I don't think that'll be uh, elaborate, uh, Doug. I've asked uh, Tom Ingram, who is uh, who is now the deputy to the governor, uh, to uh, take what action needs to be taken with the appropriate uh, officials to secure the files. The question is, are there any indications that uh, Governor Blanton might resist this? I, I have not talked with Governor Blanton, and I have no idea what his attitude is. Do you plan to talk to him tonight? No. Governor Alexander, do you still expect Governor Blanton to participate in the inaugural ceremonies on Saturday? Will he be on the podium with you? Uh, the question is, will Governor Blanton be on the podium on Saturday? I think we'll think about that tomorrow. I think it's up to me and to the legislature, and we'll, we'll just have to talk about that. All right. Thank you, Governor. Thank you. And so Governor Alexander holds his first news conference just a
see Lamar Alexander taking the oath of office early, earlier than had been expected. It was planned to take on Saturday. He has taken the office early because, as you heard him explain, he received substantial information from the Attorney General's office, from the U.S. Attorney, that the uh, Governor, Governor Ray Blanton, was intending to commute uh, the sentences or pardon persons who were the target of the federal investigation into the pardons and parole system in the state of Tennessee. So a new governor for the state of Tennessee early, Governor Ray Blanton. We now, I have with me here John J. Hooker. I couldn't oh, yeah. see you through the lights there, Mr. Hooker. Lights. How are you? You've been so involved in this. You've, you, you've fought this, this Humphreys case every step of the way. What's your feeling tonight? Well, I think it's uh, in many ways a very sad moment in Tennessee, but in many other ways it's a great moment. Leadership uh, brings out the best in, the, in people, and I believe that uh, the, the leadership that we've seen here tonight on the part of Lamar Alexander and on the part of the Democrats, uh, Ned McQuirter and Lieutenant Governor Wilder and, and the Attorney General of Tennessee, they've come together and made a decision, decided to transfer the power of government to prevent the wrongs that have been taking place from happening any further. This is a real difficult question to ask a man now because other people will have the benefit of hindsight. When history looks at the Blanton administration and this transfer of power, how will it be reckoned? I think it, uh, that it will be recorded that Ray Blanton was his own worst enemy. I think he brought this on himself. I don't think there was any other viable choice. I think the United States Attorney today did what he had to do, and the, when they heard from the United States Attorney, I think that Lamar Alexander and the rest did what they had to do. Okay, thank you, sir. Thank, thank you, you very much. Thank you very John J. Hooker, the man who probably single-handedly was the biggest opponent, the most outspoken, the hardest working opponent to the uh, commutation or pardon of the sentence of Roger Humphreys, of course, a sentence which was commuted by the governor Monday night along with 52 other persons. So we now have a new governor in the state of Tennessee. Governor Lamar Alexander is no longer the governor-elect. He has been sworn in early, as he explained it, as the leaders of the House and the Senate explained it, to prevent the release, the early release of prisoners who are the targets of the federal investigation into the pardons and parole system in the state of Tennessee. This is Hank Allison returning you to Chris Clark in the WTVF studios. Well, as you saw, live on Channel 5 at 5.55 p.m., the state of Tennessee received a new governor, Governor Lamar Alexander. The ceremony was held in the state Supreme Court building with Chief Justice Joe Henry presiding and was preceded by brief statements by a governor-elect at that time, Lamar Alexander, stating why he was doing what he was doing and taking the oath of office. Uh, standing by his side, the Democrats, John Wilder, Ned Ray McWhorter, and then the oath of office administered by Chief Justice uh, Joe Henry of the uh, State uh, Supreme Court. Honey Alexander, his wife, you see, to uh, Governor Alexander's right, holding uh, the Bible and the administration of the oath. Do you have questions, your own memories or stories from this time in Tennessee history that you'd like to share with us? We'd love to hear from you. Go to WVLT.TV to send them our way.